Welcome to Trades Tea Podcast, Episode 11, The Love Excuse. I'm your host, Tracy Turner. Thank you so much for joining me. Today is March 2nd, 5.05 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, love, the excuse, is this episode. And what I mean by that is you, a person using love as the excuse to accept anything but love. You know, and this can be in a romantic relationship. It can be in a parent relationship. It can be in any type of relationship, non-professional relationship that you continue to be in and you use love as the excuse. Like love can be something that you're giving but it's definitely not something that you are receiving. And this isn't, you know, over, this isn't a time, you know, lapse thing or over time that this is what it has come into. It has come to you not receiving the love that you're giving. And sometimes it takes, you know, um, a shattering incident in order for you to even look at it as you know something as you waking up and seeing that it isn't love that you're receiving and if you take it from a parent-child relationship um, let's say you know you were really abused emotionally not just physically but emotionally as a child but even now that you're an adult you are still tied to that relationship and you haven't Um, necessarily put it in proper perspective and, you know, made it to where that particular parent or parents, you know, because sometimes when you are, you know, raised and you are abused, you know, the other parent is who didn't necessarily do the abusing and if And if they were uh, aware of the abuse, then, you know, that kind of sort of um, give you an reason, you know, to still do, you know, interact with the non-abuser of the parents. But what, what happens if the other parent was aware of the abuse that, you know, this particular, that the other parent was giving you. How do you, how do you reconcile that? How do you see that? How do you unpack that so that you can, you know, give that little person that's inside of you the value and worthiness of being heard in today, you as the adult? You know, sometimes what ties us isn't necessarily the abuser, but the other parent who gave you love, right? And so sometimes it makes it hard for you to reconcile the things and unpack the relationship and the, you know, the experience of being raised in an abusive household. So you're somehow tied to it and, you know, it can go a few ways, you know, you as an adult can be, you know, really stringent 
on your boundaries or you can be really laxed and you can gravitate towards people who abuse you today. You know, and that's in friendship, that's in romantic relationships, that's in whatever. And until you unpack that abuse that you received, you know, while growing up, until you unpack it and let it go, it can still haunt you and keep you tethered to people who should not be in your lives today, in your lives today. You know what I mean? So it's the familiar feeling and connection of the abuse that you carry on in your romantic relationships and your friendships today. That's one way in which you have to, you know, you can think about and unpack. You know, a part of, I, I just did like the energy when I was testing out a new mic, but um, energy is the energy that you put out and it's the energy that is received. Sometimes the energy that you're putting out is tethered to the abuse from before. So you're always getting these people who are unworthy of your time and your presence. And the reason why you're tying yourself and giving yourself that time is because it feels connected and you can't figure out why you keep getting these cheaters, why you keep getting these liars, why you keep getting this you know, imitation of the authentic lady that you're looking for. And that's what the problem is. And that's why I said you have to check your energy and see what are you connecting to. You know, and a lot of times that in order to get a new type of person and elevate your energy, you have to go back and unpack the experience that you had, you know, when you were a child. You know, a lot of people think that when they're in these relationships that are not giving them the emotional and supportive um, relationships, those giving relationships, those love and peace relationships. The reason why you're not coming into that is because that's not what you're giving. So that's not what you're, you know, that's not that that energy that you're sending off. So you're picking up these wrong people because the value of the self-value that you have, the self-worth that you have um, is sending out these people, these imposters, right? So you have to take ownership in these relationships that you're cultivating and you're bringing into your life, your life. You know, the common denominator in all your different relationships is you. That's why I'm always saying you got to check your energy. You got to check what you're giving, you know, and not use love as love as the excuse to accept less than love, to accept receiving less than love. You know, love is kind, if nothing else. It's meek. It's assurance. Love is... um, giving you know so you have to pay attention to these things that you are now accepting from your spouse accepting from your friendship accepting from the um your family you know and sometimes that abuse really can be you as the parent and the child you know when they get to be adult children like what are they giving you are they giving you peace and what are you doing you know sometimes when you are going through life through trauma 
and you've always lived in chaos. Like I was brought up in trauma and chaos. I remember um, as a child when my parents was in college and I think I was, I know I was in school. I was like five or six, but I remember multiple times with weight being woken up from my parents arguing because my dad um, would stay out and cheat, you know, like all the time. So it was always traumatizing, you know, and chaotic. And we really had a good childhood as far as material things, um, being in a mother-father dynamics. But you think you are keeping your kids away from the chaos, but they hear it, you know, they feel it. So you have to be cognizant of that. And sometimes that chaos and that trauma that you're brought up in is tied to the people that you select in, in friends and in romantic relationships. It's tied to the chaos, tied to the drama, tied to the trauma of, you know, what you were brought up in. And sometimes once you start having kids, you reinvent that will, you know, and you're, you know, choosing the father or the mother of your kids, you know, it keeps that cycle going. So you have to unpack those things and be cognizant and make, you know, better choices in the people that you spend your time with, the, the, the people that you talk with. You know what I mean? Like, we always think that um, we sometimes are not aware of what's adding to the trauma and the chaos are the things that we see, speak, and hear. You know, those senses also keeps that trauma and the chaos. So we have to be careful of the music that we listen to. You know, sometimes I can listen to Stevie Wonder and it takes me right back to my childhood sometimes or my younger years. You know, but it's that giving of good energy that his music promotes within my life, you know? So we have to be cognizant of the things that we watch on TV. Like too much, okay, I do watch Love and Marriage Huntsville, and I watch uh, sometimes The Real Housewives. I think I watched the Beverly Hills one. I know I watched the Orange County one. New Jersey, eh, not really. So you, so, but I am mindful of number one, where I watch that within my home and when I watch it. You know, I try not to keep those things in my life that can disturb the peace. You know, because your kids can hear the TV if you're watching it. Like my kids don't even watch TV, really. But um, they can hear my TV, so I try to keep my TV on things that are not chaotic or trauma or drama. Because I understand that the hearing of those things, you know, that's an impact. You have to guard your eyes, heart, and mind, right? And the way that you do that is by paying attention to what you're hearing and seeing. Okay, kind of got off um, 
topic with that one. But um, what we have to do when we're using love as an excuse to stay in a toxic uh, environment is we have to unpack and figure out why that it's so attractive to us. And then we have to unload and unpack and then figure out our next steps. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. Thank you. Welcome back. So I was listening to the beginning and the ending part. And then it came to me as a revelation that sometimes people use love as an excuse to stay in relationships because no other excuse really shows, like gives weight into accepting what is less than you deserve in a relationship. You know, sometimes what what else besides love is a reason to accept abuse or less than you deserve in any type of relationship, whether it's a romantic or friendship or, you know, parents or your kids or, you know, other relatives. What other reason than love is worthy enough to take the abuse, worthy enough to stay in relationships when love is no longer being served? You know, and... and that's what we sometimes tell ourselves it's because I love him so much that you know I'm going to take him back again and again after he cheats and cheats and cheats well when are you going to love yourself when are you going to love yourself enough to walk away that's hard you know and then when you think about reasons why people stay other than love is they say well you know we've been together for 10 years so you mean for 10 years you've been taking that abuse that um less than love you've been accepting less than love in that relationship love is not an adequate excuse to take less than you deserve you've got to untangle yourself and you got to think about that and think about what are you getting? Sometimes you get to a point in relationships where you have to think about what are you getting? What is that feeding inside of you, this relationship? And you have to be honest. And it, it's scary because it's the unknown. Sometimes, you know, you can get so used to this behavior you know, that carried on from your childhood is now carrying on in this, you know, big relationship for you, that same type of unworthy love or, you know, control that you're getting in the disguise of love. The abuse that you're getting in the, the disguise of, I just don't know how to love you. Well, that's not your problem. You know, you got to think about those things. What are you accepting in the name of love? Because love is not those things. Love is beautiful. Love is peaceful. Love is peace. You know, you got to think about what does love mean to me? And then you have to recognize if you're not giving love to yourself, don't let anything be disguised as love. That it's not what love is supposed to be. And sometimes you got to figure out what that love is to you. What, what, what does love mean to you? 
you know, it means different things to different people. But to me, love is giving. Love is giving me support when I've, you know, I have let myself down. You build me up and say, you know, Tracy, you can still do this. You know, you got to think about what is love to you before you use an excuse to accept less than you deserve. Stop that. I just had to add that little piece because, you know, I was listening to it and then it came to me that, you know, a lot of people are using love as the excuse to accept less than because no other reason is worthy enough to stay in that comfortable relationship. You know, because we're humans, we're adaptable. We can adapt to good things and bad things. That's human nature. That's something that we all can do. But we have to step up and, you know, step up and step out of those relationships that are not rooted in love. Don't let that be the reason or the so-called reason that you use to accept less than. All right. So um, I think I think um, the last part is going to play after this. But I just had to put this little snippet in to talk about, you know, using love as the excuse. So here you go. Here goes the last part. Thank you. Have a great day. Welcome back to episode 11, The Love Excuse. So when in a marriage and you have kids, like that first child that you have, um, you know, it's easy and everybody is, you know, both both spouses are doing what's necessary in order to, you know, do what's necessary, you know, to take care of the child because the feedings and the confusion and the nights, you know, it's a huge undertaking. And to me, like that older one lulls you into, I don't know, um, um, it's like hypnotizing to where you'll, you know, if you're lucky two years later, or three years later, you have your second one and you think it's going to be as easy as the first one, you know, like, because you both are going to, um, be, I guess, participating and paying attention to the relationship. But once you add that second child and then a third one, you know, mm, the time and the the time that's needed in you know in raising and taking care of and having three small kids it sometimes takes away from the relationship the couple you know the couple of the relationship you know and if you're not cognizant that it's changing sometimes that can be one of the most detrimental parts of the relationship because you know, you've added these three little humans into the, into the equation. And so you have to be cognizant of the changes and the time necessary that's taken away from you, you possibly doing things that, you know, enrich yourself and enrich each other. So I remember, um, my boys, like, from two to six, they were like wild childs. I was like, who are these people and how do I send them back and give me my babies back? They were just wild, 
to the six. I didn't know who my sons were, and it happened both times. Um, I remember one time, me and my husband and Josh and Kaya, we went out to for dinner. And this is when, you know, Joshua, he was like four. No, he had to be like three, three or four. Because Kaya was, I remember she was in a car seat, one of those carrier things that you have to carry. And so Joshua was like, Spider-Man was his best friend. And he would, you know, we bought those uh, DVDs and he would watch, you know, Spider-Man over and over. He loves Spider-Man. Ugh, and don't let him put on the Spider-Man costume. Uh, yeah. Once we bought those, like, every year, I think for four years, he was Spider-Man. And then he was Venom. Anyways, like, when we bought those costumes, like, clothes were non-existent to him. And I remember we were at this restaurant, and we were leaving. And so we, we were walking out. And I think Terrence had the carrier, and we were walking out. And then all of a sudden, Joshua jumped down on the floor. And then he, you know how Spider-Man crawls up the um, wall? Well, he was crawling on the floor like Spider-Man until we got to the lobby area. You know, so kids are just crazy, you know, when they're coming up. And, you know, three, four, five, six, you know, you don't know what you're getting because they're just, you know, doing their thing. Um, and sometimes when that's happening, it could take a toll on the relationship. You know, it's like, it's like the dynamics change because the time isn't there anymore because you're spending it, you know, with the kids. And sometimes, you know, one of the spouses, mom or dad, like I know some great fathers who are lousy spouses, right? So it's not, you know, just sometimes it's not just you know, the man who's not doing anything. Sometimes it's the mom, you know, who's not really helping out and, you know, doing the things that need to be done to take care of the kids. So that's a crucial time in relationships is when kids come into view and come into the picture because, you know, the dynamics of you all has changed. And because of the experience, sometimes you can't go back. And a lot of times you get to see who you're really married to during stressful situations. And, you know, having kids is a good stress. You know, it could be a bad stress. It could be financial strains. And that's when you see who you're married to. And what you have to be cognizant of is what they're giving during these trying times because you both are going through it. You know, the thing to remember when you're in a relationship is that it's you two together against the obstacle, whatever that is. You know, it's you two have to remember to turn to each other. And now outside forces like your mom or your sisters or your friends, it should be you two turning to each other. And sometimes we miss that um, when you know, stressful times show up. We forget that. And so what you have to do is you have to put yourself on your to-do list. You have to take care of yourself. And if your partner isn't understanding that self-care is an important part of you, you know, getting your alone time, maybe it's not necessarily you leaving, but you're getting a break from the stress. 
especially when it's little kids involved. You know, we all need our alone time. We all need our, I guess, our rejuvenating parts of the day. You know, sometimes it's just going shopping. Sometimes it's going to get, you know, your nails and pedicure. You know, sometimes that alone time just helps you to take a moment and remember and be in your pre- be in the presence of yourself. You know what I mean? And you have to pay attention to what are the excuses that your spouse gives when it seems like you are being overwhelmed and you're not being helped. You know, and it's a it's a discussion that needs to happen, but don't let love be an excuse to you accepting anything but love. You know, don't let love be the excuse to where you're always in the friendship, you know, giving more, showing up when they have any events, um, showing up when, you know, they're going through difficult situations and it's not reciprocated. You know what I mean? Because when you're giving love and when you're having a relationship, it should be reciprocated. Just should. You know, why am I giving you love, but you're giving me indifference? Why am I giving you love and you're giving me excuses as to why you do these things that hurt me? You know, love doesn't hurt. Love isn't confusing. Love is a flow, right? And we have to make sure that we don't leave, we don't use love as the excuse to accept more and to give more time to something that is not giving it, that hasn't given you anything in the last five years. You know, sometimes when we want to leave relationships, we can't because of different reasons, but that should not be the excuse that we use to stay longer than we need to. We've got to remember that love, you know, we use love as the reason and the excuse to accept so little. You know, and love is so much more than an excuse. You know, love is, you know, it's feeling, feeling like F-I-L-L-I-N-G. And if it's not the love that you're receiving isn't filling you up, you know, and it takes simple things, easy things, you know, and if it's not giving you love, but it's giving you something else, you got to take notice. You owe it to yourself to take notice. So that's where I'm going to end this one. Um, Just wanted to do an, an episode about love the excuse because we give love. We use love in so many of the wrong ways. Um, and we, it's like love is the reason that we accept so little or we do something that's so cruel. It's because I love you that I do this. Love is not that. You know, you have to check yourself if you're using love as an excuse to do bad things to another person or things that make them feel bad, you know, and that's, that's your measure. Like, what are they receiving when I do this action? You got to look at it that way. You have to not use love as an excuse to settle or to do things that are not loving. All right. I hope this helps. 
think about that today and like what is the love that you're giving or what you say you're doing in love what is it actually producing or what are you actually receiving when you say oh I'm in this you know crazy mixed up situation because of love well you got to unpack that you got to look at it honestly and then if you need to untangle yourself and remove yourself then do that strategically and planned out if possible you know what I mean think about that think about you know these relationships that you're in because of love all right and that's that's romantic that's friendship that's relatives that's mom dad daughter son think about those things what are what are these love relationships really creating and giving and then make adjustments accordingly all right, so I hope you have a great day. Today is March 2nd. Time is 5.44 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I hope you have a great day. And I hope you examine your love relationships or your lo- and your love language, which we didn't talk about, and the love that you're giving. All right, thank you for joining me. This is Tracy, Tracy Podcast. Thank you.